This is the Unstoppable Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this podcast will encourage, equip, and empower you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Here is your host, Justin Self. I am holding in my hand my very first published book. It's on Amazon. I have a Kindle version and uh, and a paperback version. You can check it out. Probably the fastest and best way to get, look at it is go to our website, unstoppableblog.com. Go to the books and resources tab, and then you'll I have an Amazon link. We are offering a special. Um, if you are already a Patreon supporter, uh, you'll you've already got an email from me, but uh, I am uh, sending you a book, a signed copy of the book, um, just to say thank you for financially supporting us and, and supporting us also in prayer. And we're so grateful and thankful for you. Um, now, if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, this is a great time because if you sign up at the $10 a month or greater, um, I will send you a copy of the book and I will sign it as well. So as a way to welcome you to the Patreon family. Today, I'm continuing my series on hearing God's voice. This series is really awesome. I'm so excited. I hope, I hope you're getting something out of this. I know, you know, hearing God's voice is like this mysterious subject. And when I was uh, doing the research for, you know, the keywords I would use in the book, you know, search engine optimization, you know, and all that kind of stuff, hearing God's voice, that phrase hearing God, or how to hear God's voice had like, 10,000 to 100,000 hits per month or something. I might be getting that wrong, like the the exact verbiage, but one of the one of the keywords that I found was was along those lines and it was getting literally 10,000 to 100,000 hits per month. People want to know how to hear God's voice. And I'm telling you it's it's actually really simple. It's not easy, otherwise everyone would would be walking around hearing God's voice, but it is simple, right? And so this I wrote this book with the just it's a devotional, it's real simple, it's real short and sweet. I made it, uh, you know, low word count on, on a daily for, for each day. There's only 18 days and tried to make it really easy to read and applicable for everyone's situation. But in this book, I really want to encourage people, number one, that everyone can hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice. You don't have to have a special anointing from God. You don't have to be a minister or a pastor or a leader or, you know, any, anything special. If you're a believer, if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, you've got the Holy spirit on the inside of you. He's teaching you all things and he will speak to you. But there are things that we have to do to prepare our heart and to tune our ears to his voice. And these are the things that I'm teaching on, on these podcasts and in this book. So I really encourage you to check out that book. Again, it's on Amazon. Now, the main scripture that we're using in this series and in the book is out of Exodus chapter 33. And I just love this. I absolutely love this verse. And this is what the Bible says in Exodus 33, 11. It says, and the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaks unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the t- tabernacle. First thing I want you to notice is that the Lord spoken to Jesus, uh, the Lord spoken to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And I'm here to tell you that God wants to speak to you in the same way today. He's not aloof. He's not a million miles away with his arms crossed, unwilling to talk to you, unwilling to connect with you. But God wants to talk to you. He wants to speak to you face to face. And I've shared some stories in the other episodes about 
you know, some intimate moments I've had with the Lord and how he's spoken to me and spoken to Jenny and I and given us direction. And we've experienced this. We've experienced a friendship with the Lord that is like face to face. It's like he and I are in the same room. We're talking, we're seeing each other, you know, we're spending time together. We're having a conversational type of relationship. And I'm excited that in 10 more years, I'm going to know a lot more than I know now. And I'm going to be closer to the Lord then than I am now. But man, I'm a lot farther along now than I was 10 years ago. Oh my goodness, 10 years ago, I was an absolute mess. Praise God, he can do a lot of good things. The second thing I want you to notice about this verse is it talks about Joshua, his uh, Moses' servant. It says that he departed not out of the tabernacle. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So Moses and Joshua would go into the tabernacle and the, the presence of the Lord would descend upon the tabernacle. And this is all in the Old Testament. And all the people of Israel could see the cloud, you know, over this tabernacle. It was basically a big tent but they could see the cloud of the Lord descend on this thing. And so they knew God was there speaking to Moses and Joshua. Well, in this particular case, Moses and God have a conversation and Moses turns again and goes back to camp. He's got stuff to do, but Joshua stays in there. I love that. Joshua was like, okay, Moses, you go on. I'm going to stay in the tabernacle. I'm going to spend time with the Lord. I'm just going to spend time in his presence. And you notice that Joshua was the one who ended up leading Israel into the promised land after Moses died. <laughs> Joshua was the one, this same guy ended up leading millions of people into the promised land and also um, leading them in all these battles and conquests that they did in the promised land. But that's a story for another day. So really a lot of this has to do with us developing relationship with the Lord. It's not the same thing as being born again and receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior and then being done and going off and living your life like everyone else. There is a path that we can take. Once we're born again, we can purposefully and intentionally step into a deeper and deeper and deeper revelation of the Lord and knowing Him. And the Bible talks so much about this, so much about training our spirits and girding up the loins of our mind, which basically means, hey, man up, take these things seriously, spend time with the Lord, get to know Him, you know, exercise yourself unto godliness. And, you know, these are things that we we can do to affect our reality of who God is in our life. Now, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it's it's true. We, How we perceive God really does make a big difference. And so I want to make a point here today. You know, to some people, God seems scary and aloof and he never talks to them. And my answer to that is, well, part of the reason is because you're not expecting him to talk to you, right? If you're not expecting God to talk to you and you see him as aloof, your experience with God is going to probably be along those lines. Does that make sense? That doesn't change. That doesn't mean that's how God actually is. I mean, God is a loving God. And we've been talking about this, this whole series where God really wants relationship and he, he's speaking to us all the time and he, he wants to connect with us and tell, tell us these things. But if you're going to be aloof and you are going to think that he's out there in space somewhere and you're going to not put in the effort to listen to him, then that's how God's going to seem to you because God's the gentleman. He's not going to force things on you. And I want to show you an example of this. In Matthew chapter eight, we see a man who had an incomplete view of God's nature. And Jesus basically corrects this guy before he gets healed. This is really cool. So in Matthew chapter eight, this is verses two and three. Listen to this. The Bible says, and behold, there was a leper and he came and worshiped him. This is talking about a leper coming and worshiping Jesus saying, Lord, if you will, if it's your will, notice that if it's your will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touching him, 
said, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So this might at first not seem like it's in the same vein of what I was talking about a minute ago with our perception of God, but check this out. This guy had, this leper had a perception of Jesus that he could heal him, but he wasn't actually fully convinced that Jesus would heal him at that exact moment. Yet there are scriptures that you and I have today because we're living, you know, after the point of time that this, these scriptures, these inspired scriptures were written, we have the advantage um, to see that, you know, it is God's perfect will for healing and health and wholeness. First Peter 2, 24, 3 John 2, third book of John uh, chapter 2, verse 2, excuse me, there's only one chapter. I also have Psalm 91, 16. I'm reading out of my notes for my book right now. Psalm 91, 16. So these are scriptures that talk about how God really does want wholeness and healing for our, our bodies. But this guy didn't know. He didn't know those things. He, he saw Jesus healing people and he came up to Jesus thinking, okay, I'm not really sure this guy, I'm not really sure Jesus is willing to heal me, but I'm going to give it a shot, right? Well, <laughs> thank God Jesus is so merciful and he comes up to him and he, notice what Jesus does first. Jesus first, doesn't, Jesus doesn't just heal him and walk away. Jesus first corrects the leper's perception of God before he could receive his healing. I want you to understand that. The leper's perception of God had to be shifted from a uh, poverty mindset to a wealth mindset. Oh, what does that mean? Those are such buzzwords. Well, the poverty mindset says, okay, well, I, I don't have anything. I better just try to scrap up everything I can. And if this rich and wealthy you know, person or resource comes to me, I'm going to try everything I can to get it. I may or may not get it. So the leper is looking at Jesus as this resource saying, well, Jesus has what I need. I'm really hoping he'll give it to me, but I don't know if he will or not. Now, I said the word, I said wealth mindset. What does that mean? How does that have to do with healing? How does that have to do with hearing God's voice? Crazy. Stay with me. So that would mean that Jesus was changing the perception of this man into a wealth mindset, meaning the man had to realize that, yes, it was God's will for him to be healed. That, yes, these resources are there and I can, I can use them, I can take them, and I can be wise with them. That's the wealth mindset. The wealth mindset looks at resources and doesn't see them as a scarcity, but sees them as tools that you can enjoy, you can use, you have access to. There's no scarcity. There is access to these tools. And so Jesus had to correct this man's perception. Jesus had to get the leper to see that, yes, God is willing. <laughs> it's God's will to heal you. You don't have to ask me that question. You don't have to doubt about it. So receive. And so he reached out his hand and touched him and, and personally got into his space to show him how much God loved him. You know, that was very much against the culture at that time. You don't, you were not supposed to be touching leprous people. Not a good idea. But Jesus I just want you to notice that Jesus first responded to this man by checking his perception, by shifting his mindset and saying, yeah, God is willing to heal you. So, so take everything I've said and now think about your perception of God when it comes to hearing his voice, right? Do you think he's unwilling to answer your prayers or do you think he's unwilling to speak to you? We've been talking in this series about listening to the Lord and in learning how to cultivate an ear, you know, a, a listening ear to his, to his voice. But if fundamentally, if you don't believe he's willing to speak to you, that's a problem. That's going to be a problem, right? You're going to have a really hard time receiving from the Lord and hearing his voice. If you don't believe that he's speaking to you. 
Now check this out. I want to, I want to underline this with some scripture. This is in John chapter 10. And this is in verse 14. The Bible says, this is Jesus talking. It says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. Okay. That's verse 14. I want you to understand that Jesus is known by his sheep. That's us. We know him. Now skip down here to verse 27 in John chapter 10. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I think that's awesome. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Are you his sheep? (laughs) Are you born again? Have you received forgiveness of sins and a born again spirit through the blood of Jesus? Well, then you're his sheep. And the Bible says, if you're his sheep, then you hear his voice. Well, let's look over here. What does another scripture here? Let's look in, uh, in Romans chapter eight and verse 14. Listen to this. It says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Okay. So we're talking about being led by the Holy spirit and being sons of God. There's a connection here. If you are a son of God, you're led by the spirit of God. It says for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. So if you're a son of God or a daughter of God, right? Could, could be translated daughter of God, son of God. If you're a child of God, then you are led by the spirit. So what I'm saying here is that he is willing to speak to you. God wants to speak to you and lead you through his Holy Spirit. And we saw on another podcast episode in John chapter 14 and John chapter 16, where the Holy Spirit is our teacher and our guide. And his job is to speak to us and to teach us and to tell us the things that God is saying to him. And so it's his job to communicate to us. So what I'm saying is that if you are unwilling to accept the fact that God wants to speak to you, you're not going to get it. That's that's crazy to some people, I think. I, you know, I think people would would say that they, you know, oh, if God's going to speak to me, I'll, I'll know it. Well, that's not true. That's not, to- that's totally not true. Because if you are, if you haven't trained your ears to listen to that still small voice and you're just li- listening for a thunderclap or, you know, something else, you're going to miss it. But I'm trying to encourage you that God is always speaking to you. And that still small voice is always there. And so when we turn our hearts to receive that and we say, okay, I'm going to listen. I I know he's speaking to me. That is what I'm talking about right here. You know, checking your perception and saying, yes, I receive that. God is always willing to talk to me. And so therefore I need to be willing to put in the work and to listen to him. He wants to. Now listen to this. This is a crazy thing here. This is a, uh, again, I'm kind of looking at, I'm looking at my notes from the book here. In the book, I go through Psalm chapter 32, verses eight and nine. And I think I spend several days on it. A really powerful verse. This is something God spoke to me years ago and has really made an impact on my life. Psalm chapter 32, verses eight and nine. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that, that you should go. This is God speaking. I will guide you with my eye. Be not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held with bit and bridle, lest they come near to thee. I'm going to read that again. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Be not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto you. (laughs) I think that's amazing. This talks about how God wants to lead us and guide us. It actually gives us insight into the heart of God. Check it out. So it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. Uh, I think this is just amazing because the word instruct, uh, I will instruct you and teach you. 
Um, in the Hebrew, this word literally means to give attention to, to give insight to, to teach, to cause to consider, to cause to prosper, and to cause one to have success. I mean, the Holy Spirit is telling us through this, through this scripture that God personally desires to, listen to this, give his undivided attention to us and to share revelation and insight, teaching us and giving us wisdom that will cause us to prosper and have success in life. That's scripture. God here is saying that he wants to instruct us. And that word instruct carries all these crazy meanings. You know, it's not that he's standing way back off far away as a school teacher, right? You know, just lecturing to us. No, he wants to get up in your business. He wants to get up in your business. How many times has God gotten up in your business? <laughs> you know, I hope he has a lot. I hope you're listening to him. I, I just want to encourage you that he, he wants to get up in your business, not in a bad way, but he wants to get into your space and speak to you as a man speaks to his friend. That's the God we serve. And that's the God we know. Now check this out. He doesn't stop at, his, at instructing us. He desires to teach us also. Okay. Remember it said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. The word teach in the Hebrew literally means to be shot out like an arrow. Can you believe that? <laughs> What it really means, it's, it carries the illustration of pointing us or like literally shooting us out, you know, throwing us out there into the way that we should go. So he doesn't just want to instruct us and to give his attention to us and all these things. He also wants to do it with a purpose. And so my friend, I'm, I'm here to tell you today that God's desire to speak to you is, is further, is, is so much deeper than you understand. It's not just to give you the directions on do right or do wrong. You know, a lot of people think, uh, you know, that the Holy Spirit's voice is just for the express purpose of telling you, you know, what's right and what's wrong. You remember that uh, a few years ago, there was a, maybe it was many years ago now, but there was a Super Bowl commercial where a guy was wearing a, uh, this helmet, it was like a coaching helmet, and a personal coach. And, you know, he would lift a burger up to his lips or something and the coaching helmet would say, nope, don't eat that, you know, and he'd throw it away. And, you know, don't spend your money on that or don't look at that woman, you know, and like, just constantly, like 24-7, this guy's walking around with his helmet on. This is this annoying life coach that's just telling him not to do the wrong things, you know? Well, that's that's not what the Holy Spirit does. That is not how God is. God is not just belting out in your ear every time you're going to do something wrong or look at something wrong. And Nope, that's not what you should be doing right now, you know? But a lot of us think that that's how God's voice really operates, is that he's just there to tell us what's right and what's wrong. No, I'm here to tell you that God wants to instruct us and be personally acquainted with our life and with our goings. And here, you know, he wants to give his attention to. I mean, God's got, you would think he's got a lot going on, right? You would think that maybe he's got more important things to deal with. But the scripture says that he wants to spend time with you. He says his thoughts towards you are more numerous than the sand on the seashore. That's Psalm 139. His thoughts towards you are very great. God loves you so much and wants the best for you. And that's part of hearing his voice is, is beginning to interpret and listen to his heart towards you so that you can step out and make the right choices, right? It's not him just telling you what's right and what's wrong. It's him communicating his heart to you and his nature to you and your identity because you don't know your identity until you spend time with the Lord, until you get into the word of God and hear his voice. This is powerful stuff, guys. I'm sharing something really. This is cool. This is stuff that has changed my life. You know, he wants to, to share and to instruct us. 
in every area of our life. And then he wants to do it with a purpose. He wants to do it so he can send us out as arrows. He wants to get us prepared and do things where he can actually shoot us out of his bow and, and we can be used of God to make a difference in the world. We can take down enemies, right? That's what arrows do. They take down the enemy. Man, we can do things in spiritual warfare. We can take down the enemy. We can walk in victory. We can do all those things. And today, I just really wanted to highlight to you the importance of understanding that he wants to talk to you. God's heart is inclined toward you. He wants a personal relationship. He wants to speak to you. And so if you're working on hearing his voice and you're frustrated and you're saying, I don't hear anything, what is it? You know, God must not be talking to me. I wanna encourage you. God is talking to you. God wants to talk to you, okay? You and I have got to learn how to listen to his voice. A lot of the times it ends up being, um, we're too busy. You know, we're just too busy. We've got too much noise in our life and maybe we're giving him five minutes or something, you know? Well, how would that work with your, with your wife or your spouse, you know, or your best friend? Well, how would that work, right? We talked about that a few episodes ago. How, how would that work if you're going to try to build a relationship with, with a person, a human person, or even a lost person, you know, a person who's not following God, doesn't matter. How well is that relationship going to happen or, or develop if you're not giving time and energy into it? Now, I want you to understand, it's not that we're working our way up with God. We're not working our way up to anything where he has given us his love and he is speaking to us and he desires to give us vision and, and speak to us about all these things, um, regardless of our response to him. But our response, our, our ability to hear him does depend largely upon our response. Okay. Our ability to hear the voice of the Lord does depend upon the things that we do in our life and our intentionality and, and the lifestyle that we choose to cultivate. And I guess the point of, of this episode today is to say, hey, you can hear as much of God's voice as you want to. I remember for me uh, early on, uh, again, it was, this was 10 years ago and I just really, I just got turned on to the Lord and I just wanted to know him. I didn't care where my life went at that moment. I just wanted to know him. I had such a radical encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I had been depressed and suicidal and you know, anxious and nervous. And I just was, I wasn't performing at work. I wasn't a very good friend. I was a jerk to people. <laughs> I mean, it was really bad. And God did something in my life and just changed me. And he just filled me with his Holy Spirit. And suddenly, man, I just was full of the joy of the Lord and, and just had, a, had an encounter with him. I just wanted to know him. And so I put in the time that's all I wanted to do is just know him and hear his voice. And so the way I cultivated my ear to hearing the voice of the Lord was I, I realized his, his love for me. And I realized that he wanted to speak to me. And that got me so excited that I just started putting, I mean, whatever time I could fit, you know, as much time as I could possibly allow, I just would spend time with him. I'd read the Bible. I was just praying and spending time and worship music and all that. But it was all not to do it to check it off a list or anything or, or just to say I did it. It was all a means to an end. Those were the, the avenues and the vehicles that I used to spend time with my father. And it's kind of from that formative season that I shared this book with you and these, and these tips for you is that I kind of learned it on my own. I mean, I had people speaking into my life, but really I, I learned how to hear the voice of God through a very personal encounter with him and through just desire. Like, I just wanted to hear his voice. What you want to do is what you're gonna end up doing. I know you might disagree with me. You say, well, I don't wanna get up at you know, four o'clock in the morning and go to work. Yeah, you do. 
<laughs> just try not going to work. Try doing what you, you say you want to sleep in, you know, not go to work today or not go to work, you know, at all. Go ahead and do that. If that's what you really want to do, go ahead and do it and, and see what happens. Is that really what you want? Of course not. See, we do things like that. I know we might not say we want to do that. We, I don't want to get up and, and go to work early. But the truth is, is that you want to keep that job, right? You want to, you don't want to get fired. You want to keep the income coming for your family, you know? And so what I'm trying to say is that the things that you truly want to do, the things that you truly desire to do are the things that you will end up doing. You will do whatever it takes to get those desires met. And uh, it's just the same with, uh, you know, spending time with people. Oh, I want to spend time with this person, or I want to do this, or I want to do that, but you don't. The reality is, is that we all have the same amount of hours in the day. And what we truly desire to do is what we do. Now, I know someone's going to take issue with that and they're going to give me some, you know, someone's going to send me an email, I'm sure, you know, and well, you know, you don't know my story and all this. What I'm saying is that we have free will. And if you want to develop a relationship with God, an intimate relationship where you're hearing his voice, if you really, really, really want that, then you are going to make some changes in your life and you are going to actually put the rubber to the road. You are going to make some things happen to where you set yourself up for that. And that's probably, it's going to take some sacrifice. You know, I remember before we had our first child, I was really concerned. I was talk talking to my pastor about it. And I was like, this is going to be crazy. What's going to happen? And I really was concerned about my relationship with God. I said, what am I going to do, you know, with my quiet time with the Lord? And I mean, I've, I've just had this wonderful experience of, you know, before kids, I mean, my gosh, I just, I had no idea how much time I had. <laughs> I thought I was so busy before I had kids. Oh my gosh, give me a break. I thought I was so busy, but I, I was like enjoying this space of, um, you know, spending time with the Lord. And my pastor said something really good to me. He said, you're going to have to carve out time and make sacrifices to spend time to, for your time with the Lord now, now that you're having a child, you know? And that really stuck with me. And it really helped prepare me for the reality that, yeah, to spend time with the Lord and to do the things that are important in life, I am going to have to sacrifice things don't come to me anymore that are free. You know what I mean by that? I don't have the luxury anymore like I did in those early years of just having unlimited time on my hands. Every single thing I'm doing is an opportunity. I mean, for me to sit here and record this podcast, there's 10 different things that I, that I could be doing right now. And so my choice is I want to do this more than those things. And so my opportunity costs, you know, and so I, I analyze everything and that's fine because this is what I want to do. But it's the same thing with, with our relationship with God. If you really, really, really want to spend, if you really want to develop that relationship and that hearing ear, what are the things that you're going to have to sacrifice? You got to think about that and you got to have a realistic expectation. I don't want to come here and, and give you this podcast and tell you, you know, all these tips about listening to the Lord and lie to you and tell you that it's just going to be a bed of roses and, you know, okay, all you got to have, have is some desire, you know, desire to hear the Lord and he'll speak to you or whatever, or okay, set aside an extra five minutes a day to hear from the Lord, man, that's not the God I know. <laughs> it doesn't come easy. There's no shortcuts with God. It just, it takes time. It takes investment. And I want you to know that from the get-go that these things take sacrifice. It always takes sacrifice to get to the point that you want to be in life or to develop the things that you really want in life. But the sacrifice is well worth it. I can't think of anything better in life than to sacrifice something else to spend my time with the Lord. Here's an example. I love surfing. Okay. Here I am and uh, I live at the beach in California. And it's just, it's amazing. Praise God. Sometimes, most of the time, the best time of day to go surfing where the conditions are, are optimum are in the morning, really, really early in the morning. And so 
you know, I, I say I love going surfing and I say I want to go surfing, which is true. I, I do. And I haven't, I haven't been for a while. I don't, I'm not one of those, you know, I don't, I don't go every single day or anything, but what happens more often than not is that the time that I would, you know, if I, when I have a choice to go surfing, it's either surf or spend my quiet time with the Lord. And honestly, that's the reason why I haven't been surfing very much is because yes, I love it and I enjoy it and I want to do it more. But with the time constraints that I have and the schedule that we have in our lives with, you know, getting kids up and up and going and school and work and I'm going to school and Caleb's going to school and we got, you know, daycare and, you know, crazy things going on, you know, it comes down to that for me. And so what I really want to do is I want to spend that time with the Lord. And so surfing goes on the wayside and it's fine. I, you know, I find times to do it at other times of the year, you know, when things aren't so busy, but I'm trying to encourage you today. Where is your desire at? right? What do you actually desire? That's, that's a deep question. And only you can answer that. I guess my question to you is what steps are you going to take today? Right? Is there something you can do today? Is there a habit you can begin to form today? Or is there something you can, you can do that will help you get from where you're at right now to the place that you want to be? Maybe you're sitting there saying, wow, Justin, I I actually do want that. I, I want a deeper relationship with the Lord. And I want to hear his voice deeper and more intimately, but I'm just not there. You know, I'm busy too, Justin, like I'm doing things. My encouragement to you is find one small way you can do it. If that's your goal, great. I love it. You know, set that up as your site. So I want to, you know, this year I want to listen. I want to hear the voice of God more. You know, I want to really understand him. And for me, you know, I, I would set measurable goals. I would say, I want to hear God's voice to the point where he tells me something that will happen in the future. Like I want to know that and then have it happen, you know, and then I can like, wow, it really happened. So that's okay to set goals. You know, it's okay to, to do things like that. Like you, it's, it's amazing when you, when you hear from the Lord and you know, you've heard from God, it blows your mind. You just know that you've heard from God. I just, I can't explain it. It's so wonderful to actually have that confirmation where you're like, wow, I asked God to speak to me and he really did. So maybe that's your goal for the year. Maybe that's something that you're, you're thinking about or you, you want to go for. My encouragement is to, to make some sort of actionable step today, you know, that can help you align your heart with the fact, number one, like we've been talking about, that he does desire to speak to you, right? Remember the, the leper we started talking about? You know, shift your perception, shift yourself. And this, this only takes a moment, right? Wow, okay, instead of asking if he would speak to me, if he's willing to speak to me, I need to understand that he is willing to speak to me. Okay, Lord, you are willing to speak to me. Now I need some practical steps. What do I do? How do I position myself to hear your voice? That's what I'm asking you to do today, friend. What's something that you can do right now to put yourself in a closer and a better position to tune your ears to hear the Lord? Maybe it's spending some more time in the morning with him. Maybe it's doing what I talked about with like the surfing and you know, you're, you're giving up something, you're sacrificing something to spend with the Lord. But I'm telling you, if you want to live a vibrant relationship where you can hear his voice regularly and clearly, it's going to take some sacrifice. So I hope this is encouraging to you. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more resources, including previous episodes, blogs, and free downloadable content, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits.